0: take our Bibles. We're going to be in Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I want to speak to you on this thought today. God's pursuit of man. God's pursuit of man. Uh, let's read just a few verses out of this passage of Scripture. Psalm 139. It says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me, thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising, thou understandest my thought afar off, thou compass my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and hath laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Uh, Look at, um, drop down in in the chapter. We won't read all of the chapter this morning, but look at verse 17. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. And then the final two verses of the chapter, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Father, I pray that you would uh, bless our time as we spend a few moments in your precious word. Lord, uh, we know this is the living word of God. And Lord, it can make changes and challenge us in ways that man could never do and so lord we're asking you today that you'd speak to us through your word and through the message today challenge us and convict us and Lord, help us to be soft and pliable in your hands and to listen to you today lord and we'll thank you for it in jesus name amen the last time we celebrated new year's day on a sunday was back in 2017 and the next time we'll do it again will be in 2034, if Google is correct. That's what, they, that's what he told me. Um, it's not uncommon for many people to look at the first of the year, uh, New Year's Day, and uh, the start of a new year as a fresh start or a new beginning for some aspect of their life. It might be a health matter. It might be a goal A purpose in their life. Imagine if we took a poll this morning, we would learn that quite a few people in here want to lose some weight this next year. I would raise my hand there, yes. Exercise more regularly, I need to do that. Save some money, accomplish a goal that's not yet been reached in their lives. Something. But I'd also want to remind us today that today is an opportunity to start fresh, with your walk in service with the Lord. Of course, every Sunday could be that. Every day could be that. Uh, Starting fresh. Uh, In our Sunday school class in the sanctuary this morning, uh, Brother Renner reminded us of the importance, even when we falter and we fail, and we probably will sometime this year, start fresh again. Don't give up. Keep going. And that's certainly wonderful that we can do that. We've been studying the Psalms recently, in fact, since last July. And um, I think this morning will probably be the last message for a little bit of a time that we take directly from the Psalms. Next Sunday, I want to introduce to us in greater detail our new theme here at Heritage for this year. You see the banner behind me and in the back of the sanctuary there of love serve and reach i really want to emphasize those three words or those three thoughts to us in the uh, days to come the sundays to come the weeks to come but i believe this morning the lord's led us to psalm 139 and i and it can be in a way of preparation or preparing our hearts to receive what i believe is a crucial and an important year ahead of us The Lord tarries his coming, and he gives us the opportunity to live throughout 2023. We can make a great difference for the Lord and his kingdom. There are going to be 52 Sundays in 2023, 365 days in 2023, 8,760 hours in 2023, and we have that opportunity to make a difference. As our world continues to further itself from God, it is, it is a, 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 of great importance that the church stand tall and proclaim the truth of God's word with passion and compassion and with consistency. I believe the Lord's return is soon. It could be this year. It could happen this year. I believe the Lord's return is imminent. It can happen at any moment. We are anticipating it soon. We're on the backstretch of this race. And now is the time for the church to become more aggressive in all aspects of the church. And certainly we want to emphasize these three thoughts of love, serve, reach. In Psalm 139, we see a sense of God's pursuit of man. Would you again notice that first phrase of the first verse? O Lord, thou hast searched me. That thought of search or searched. If you would, consider some of the synonyms of that word search. It's the word examination, exploration, hunt, and inquiry. An inspection, investigation, the word pursuit was used. Quest, research, to chase. All of these would carry the same idea that the psalmist David says to us, Lord, thou hast searched me, you've you've inquired, you've investigated, you've pursued me. Several months ago, our son Silas bought a dog. And so he's got this new puppy, and he lives at our house, so we've got a new puppy. (laughs) Now, when Silas leaves our house, he's taking his puppy with him, but uh, right now, we've got this, and we've enjoyed her. She's been very fun for us, and one of her favorite things to do is to play chase. Now, she likes to do that at some of the most inopportune times. You know, when we've got to leave, and she wants to run and and hide and and get away, but she likes that, and um, uh, but when I sometimes will play that chase with her, I'll, I'll transition from running around the house with her to I'll just do this steady, slow pace. And she's trying to get me to run and darting left and right, and I just do a steady, and I just walk in very slow. And, and, it, and it's not long that it's driving her nuts, She's like, what are you doing? And and she goes from room to room and I'll finally corner her in some room and I'll I'll come right up on top of her and and she'll finally just roll over and says, I give up, you weirdo, quit following me. (laughs) She just says, I I don't want any more of this. And, And this pursuit, this chase is not what she anticipated to be. I believe many times people feel the same way about God and his pursuit of them. They don't like it. They wish him to stop. They've rejected God. They've spurned God. And they desire him to quit pursuing them. In fact, there sometimes are some true born-again believers. And God is pursuing them for various aspects of their spiritual life of their ministry and their service for him, and he's pursuing them, and they don't like it. And they wish God would quit this pursuit. And they wish God would allow them to serve him on their terms. This morning, I want to share just two thoughts with you about God's pursuit of man. And then I want to share one thought with you this morning about man's response to God's pursuit that we see from this passage of scripture but first of all God's pursuit of man I'd like you to see first of all that it is motivated by his love God's pursuit of man whether for a non-believer or for a believer whether for pursuing them for salvation or for service and ministry in their life, it is motivated by his love for each individual. Notice how David says in verse 17, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Are those not some amazing verses there? that describe how God thinks of his children and looks upon them and and considers them and and thinks on them. The psalmist compared them to the number of the sand of the sea and the world, that they are greater than that. God loves. To the unregenerate, the non-believer, the unsaved that may be in our congregation this morning or listening uh, uh, to us on our stream today, I want you to know this: God loves you. Second Peter chapter three verse nine says uh, that God is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us. Word not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. John chapter three verse sixteen: For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. One of my favorite verses is Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. It says, but God commendeth his love toward us. That word commendeth carries the idea of that he proved and he displayed, he demonstrated his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I can say this with great confidence today. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, God loves you. And He desires you and He wants you. He wants you to become one of His. And He will pursue you. I speak to the born again today, the believer, the saved individual, but you're not fully surrendered to God's plan for your life. He's interested in you. And He only wants what is best for you for you jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 speaking of the nation of israel but very applicable to his children today says this for i know the thoughts that i think toward you saith the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end god loves you christian and you can trust him with your life You can trust him with your children's life. You can trust him with your family. God loves you more than you could ever love yourself. God loves your family more than you could ever love them. And so trust him. Believe him. And so his pursuit of man is motivated by love. A second thought concerning God's pursuit of man is this. Is that man cannot hide from God. It's impossible. A man cannot get away from God. We think of the old game you may have played as a child, hide and seek, and, and maybe not being able to find one of your friends, or maybe they're not able to find you. That's not possible with God. Notice with me in our scripture today. Try as you may, you cannot get away from God. God... Pursues man first of all through his infinite knowledge, and he always knows where man is. We call this the omniscience of God. God has all knowledge, he's all knowing. Notice verse 2 down through verse number 6 as the psalmist tells us about this great knowledge of God Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compass my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. We see here God knows our movements according to that first part of verse number 2. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. He knows our motives according to the last part of verse number 2. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. And God knows our moments in verses 3 through 5. I can tell you today God knows all about you. He knows us and he knows our needs greater than we know our needs in ourselves. God is all-knowing. And so God pursues man through his infinite knowledge. God pursues man with his constant presence. We call this the omnipresence of God. God is present at all places at one time. This is amazing, isn't it? It's not that God has the ability to be here and then the next instant uh, at some other part of the world. God is here and there at the same time. God is at all places at one time. In verses seven through twelve, we learn three three thoughts about this. We learn that not even death can hide us from God. In verse seven and eight. Psalmist says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Death cannot hide us from God. Distance cannot hide us from God. Verse number 9, If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Darkness cannot hide us from God. Verse 11 says, If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be the light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. And so we have the omnipresence of God. God pursues man with his constant presence in our life. No matter where you are, you cannot get away from God. You say, well, I'll leave church this morning. God will be with you in your car. I'll I'll drive back home. God will meet you there. You say, I'll go to sleep tonight and I'll just cover my head with my pillow. God will be, have you been there before trying to flee God and God found you wherever you were? And thank God that he does. You cannot escape the presence of God. And God pursues man with his almighty power. We call this the omnipotence of God. God is all powerful. In verses 13 through 16, we see his great power and display in this fashion that he created us. Would you read these wonderful verses with me? Verse 13 For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, and I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. God created us. Oh, today the evolutionists would want to take that out of the hands of God and put all that you see in this world and all that you are and put it in the hands of chance. I say that's ridiculous. Oh, there is a divine creator and it is our God today. He made us the almighty power of God here in just a couple of Sundays. We'll be having Sanctity of Life Sunday where we will take a a service for us to remember the significance and the importance of all life, whether at the end of life or at the very beginning of life at conception, that child in the womb is is a living soul, and that we're to honor and we're to value each and every life. God created us, and when... This world can take that out of the hands of a creator and put it into the hands of chance. They do not value life as we should. God is all-powerful in that he created us. And then back to this thought. God is all-powerful in that he considers each of us. Now this is written of David here in verse 17 and 18. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! David wrote those words, and I want to tell you today that every one of us could write those words of ourselves and they'd be true. God knows us. God is familiar with you. God knows you're up, down, sitting, and you're up, rising, all those things that we've seen there. God knows about us, and that is a mighty, powerful act of God, His omnipotence. It's amazing that the creator of this universe that made me also sustains me and is interested in me. When I struggle and when I hurt, God is interested. God is concerned in his consideration of me. And so God's pursuit of man is motivated by love and the fact that man cannot hide from God. So what should be the response of man when we consider God in this fashion? The most reasonable and understandable response we should have is submission. Just like that dog that was frustrated and said, that's it, I give up. You followed me around and you pursued me. I give up myself to you. That's what we should do and that's what David displays for us in our passage here. He says in verse 23, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. And then lead me in the way everlasting. I give up. I give up what I'm trying to do. I give up what I'm trying to accomplish. And I want you to lead me. Just submit. Recognize who God is, what God does, and say, God, I'm going to trust you. You're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior. You're trying to find peace in your life apart from Jesus Christ. You're trying to find purpose in your life apart from Jesus Christ. You're trying to find salvation apart from Jesus Christ. I would encourage you today just to surrender yourself to God and God's plan of salvation. The Bible makes it very clear. Jesus saith unto him, them. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. You want to be right with God, you must be right with Jesus Christ. You must have made your, uh, your, your peace with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. And I encourage you today to surrender and submit yourself to God's plan of salvation and receive the gift of life through Jesus Christ. And then Christian... Here we are on this first day of this new year, this first Sunday of this new year. You know if you've submitted your life completely to him and you're surrendered to him and, and got his will for your life or you're not. And I'd encourage you today, you cannot get away from God. He will pursue you. He will come because he loves you. and His plans for you are far greater than what our plans could ever be for ourselves And so surrender ourselves to the will of God today and what He wants in our lives. Submit to them. Give up. Surrender. So whether today you know Christ or you don't know Christ, the same response. Would you surrender to Him this morning? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today? Our pianist is going to come and we're going to have just a moment of invitation this morning. desire today is for people to be obedient to the leading of the lord in your life as he's worked in your heart as he's convicted as he's drawn you today that you would respond to him today perhaps you're here today and you don't know christ as your savior you're not sure that 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 you've that you have the salvation that only jesus christ can provide the Lord's touched your heart and said, hey, you need to find out more about that. You need to, you need to learn more about that. We want to give you that opportunity today. We'd love to take a Bible and show you from God's word your need and God's remedy. Your, your ailment and what God has provided for us to give us salvation, deliverance, Or if you're here today and you're saved, you're born again, you know Christ is your Savior, but you know you're not doing all that He's called you to do, what a great day to get that settled and to surrender it to the Lord today. Come to this altar or there at your pew and make things right with God. Say, God, I want to serve you the way you want me to serve you this year. Father, I pray that you take this invitation Lord, you'd use it for your honor and glory. Help us to be obedient to you this morning in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Would you stand this morning? And as the piano begins to play, the Lord spoke to your heart. Would you respond today? I might just be right there at your pew, bowing your knee or bowing your your head right there and talking to the Lord. Or come to this altar today where you can talk to the Lord. Have someone talk with you.